Hello, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, the podcast where myself and a few of my friends get together and discuss nerdy things. Just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to Seriously Pointless Conversations' YouTube channel, or you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps. Thank you for your support. Without you, none of this would be possible. Thanks for coming by. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome to episode two of Seriously Pointless Conversations. My name is David, and I'm joined by co-host, James. What's up, James? Nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet me. You've been knowing <laughs> forever, man. So, yeah, it's, if, if, if you guys are new to the podcast... Well, um, nice to be here for the first time. Yeah, for the first time, yeah. <laughs> let's do that. Um, James and I have been friends for, well, pretty much our whole lives, so... It's if it seems like we're a little familiar with each other, that's yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just take it with a grain of salt, everybody. So um, today we're going to be talking about uh, Subnautica. I know last week that I talked and said we were going to try and do maybe do a My Neighbor Totoro, but that kind of got put on hold. Uh, that hopefully will come in in the future. But today we're going to be talking about Subnautica, just mainly because you know we we really like uh, video games, and I figured it's a nice little departure from just, like, films. Like I said, we cover everything uh, in this podcast, so. But anyways, uh, before we get into it, um, so, obviously, we, we're both huge nerds. Yes. <laughs> and we've been we've been playing video games, I think the first time I was really interested in video games was probably, uh, wow, when I came over to your house, we played our Super Nintendo for the first time. I think we got the Super NES, and I think we had Super Mario All-Stars, oh, yeah. and the Super Mario RPG, I think, were the first couple. I, I think my my most vivid memory of going over to your house was uh, playing Clay Fighter. Oh, we played the heck out of Clay Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I was so bad at it. Between you and, um, it was another one of our buddies, Chris, he yeah. would play. I remember we would have night, have uh, sleepovers, and we'd just be have, like Mountain Dew fuel evenings. And looking back, I'm trying to remember why we liked Clay Fire so much to begin with, because we had Mortal Kombat 3, and that was like an objectively better game. Obviously, But Clay Fighter was just cool. I mean, it was different. Yeah, I know, but so that's kind of like interesting to think about, like how how our tastes have changed over time, and how we get to things like, you look look at all the, the simplistic games... That weren't so simplistic back then, like mm-hmm. like Clay Fighter and Super Mario All Stars, where there were side scroller uh, fighting or action games, and mm-hmm. you get something like Subnautica of all things, which is just bizarre and it's so enormous. It was a surprisingly amazing game. I mean, it was a lot more yeah. than I was expecting when we got into it. I know. Um, just for everybody, for a little bit of background, uh, if you aren't familiar with the Subnautica game. Um, it's, it is an open-world survival action adventure video game developed and published by Unknown World Inter- Unknown Worlds Entertainment. I apologize. Um, in this game, players are free to explore the ocean planet um, uh, known as 4546B. Um, after your spaceship, the Aurora crashes on the planet's surface. Uh, the player must collect resources and face creatures to survive and eventually try to get off the planet. Um so that that's that's a super simplistic <laughs> synopsis of the game. Well, and it's it's kind of was interesting for me because it kind of defies expectations. You get into it, 
And you see open world survival game, and you yeah, think, okay, yeah. it's a Diamond Dozen survival game. Absolutely. I'm going to craft some stuff, we're going to kill some monsters, and I'm going to get bored in about three hours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then and then before you know it, after you've gotten to this game, they they have a story that's it's, it's simple, mm-hmm. but it's so in-depth, and the environments that they throw into you, and the, the, all the um, uh, game... Uh, uh, what am I trying to think of? The word I'm trying to think of. Basically, basically the mechanics. The, all the game yeah. mechanics they throw at you. It, they're insanely unique, but they're also insanely familiar. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's in a lot of ways, it's very similar to other crafting games. You collect random materials, like yeah. bits of seashells, bits of other creatures, horns and teeth yeah. and whatever. And you make increasingly complex things with it, but... Yeah. I just thought it was really cool because it dumps you out in this first area called the Safe Shallows. And so yeah. that's the central gimmick is, well, the entire game is a water world. Yeah. Which is, one, it's absolutely gorgeous. The map is handmade. It's not computer generated. And they've done, taken a lot of care to make each area of the map really beautiful. Which is insane because from what I, what I heard, it's a, it was a small development team that made this. It wasn't actually a... Uh, um, Anyone, any studio owned by a bigger company at the time. Obviously, Microsoft has pushed pushed money into this thing now for the for the new one that's coming. Yes. Kind of, that's actually going to be. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a brand new game or it's just going to be a tack on. Um, it's a standalone. It's going to be a sequel of sorts. Okay. I think a sequel of sorts. Okay, because I was trying to stay like you were. I was trying to stay away from it a lot of. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to at all. But um, just a little bit more about the game before we get really into the nitty gritty. Um, the first game was released on January 23rd, 2018, um, and it was so well received. Um, it sold approximately 5.3 million copies for an independent game. That's a lot of copies to move. That's not including like digital sales and things like that. And this was just on Steam. This is before it hit other platforms. That, that is that, that is before it hit other pro- platforms, which is it's it's bizarre to sh- see something come out like that. And it was so well received that actually won um, best game of the year or best PC game of the year uh, from the Golden uh, jo- Go- Sorry, the Golden Joystick Awards of 2018. Um, and like I said, it's so well received. People, you know, I think they give it around um, 4.5.8 normal on a five point scale. That's just this is you know unheard of for an independent game. Usually, people have a lot of little nitpicky things about mm-hmm. survival games like. You know, oh, this is just a trope that's been done over and over again. Oh, the the, the graphics looks dumb. Especially if they're independent companies, they don't have the amount of resources like, say, uh, one of the Microsoft or Sony guys have, where they can make things these gorgeous sceneries. So I was really pleasantly surprised. Um, so I know we kind of got into um, the uh, a little bit of background. So where did you actually first hear do you remember well and that's what i've been trying to remember today whenever we started talking about doing this topic and i know there was a youtuber named jack septicai and he did a bunch of videos about subnautica Mm -hmm. i think it might have just come up in my steam feed first Mm -hmm. and i think because i I like open world games and puzzle games uh i've done things like slime rancher and stuff like that other kind of big name indie open world games and so I think this came up in my feed first, and I looked it up, and I'm pretty sure I saw it on Jacksepticeye's channel. And See, it's... Is that, is that Jepsopticeye at uh, YouTube? Yeah, he's the Irish guy. He's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's honestly not normally my cup of tea, but... <laughs> well, see, I had seen, like, 
the review. I was at uh, what's it called? It's not Jim's uh, Jim's uh, Jim Sterling's channel. It's the other guy. He does the thirty second. Like it's like a quick rant. Um, oh yeah. What is he called? I um, don't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember his name, but but he does. He's a British guy, and he does these super fast like uh, super fast uh, reviews. And I was just like, oh, you know, it looks okay, or whatever. And I've watched some videos of when it was first coming mm. out, and I'm just like, eh, it doesn't look like my cup of tea, because I'm not a bi- I'm not a big like survival guy. I don't like that kind of stuff. I like open world kind of games, RPGs. Um, but I don't really like, I like to have them whenever it's more of an open world RPG. That's really what I, I kind of fall into. Exactly. The it's the exploration that really draws me more than the survival elements. Exactly. And so a lot of these games get into this really grindy gameplay loop where you are just kind of going out and picking up twigs yeah. and making... Back and forth, back and forth. And it's forth. just traveling back and forth and it gets really old really it's fast. It's tedious, but then I remember you, it was, was it, a, it was about a year ago now. Yeah, I think it was last fall. It was about last fall. So you, you brought it up to me and said, hey, have you, I mean, I've been playing this for a while. Um, I tried it. Have you, have you gotten a hold of this and I was just like I you know uh, I don't know I think did you you gifted it to me didn't you I did actually I it was the birthday presents for most of our friend group for like the last year <laughs> I've been giving everyone a copy of this game and I was, I was like this is that's great and I was just like well you know I felt bad at first I was like well he gave it to me I need to try it and at least yeah. at least see if I like it and if I drop a couple hours on it and I don't do anything I mean, maybe he'll ask me if I did it, if I did replay it or not, and I'll be like, oh, it was okay, I didn't really, you know, mud my top of you know, things like that. Whatever, yeah. You know, you know like, like we do with a lot of games, you, gotta you know, give it a because shot. something that, like, clicks for me may not click for you, you know, it's just the way it is, you yeah. know, but I was pleasantly surprised whenever I got into it. I remember the first time I started playing, I played for about, I played for about three or four hours, which I don't do with a lot of games. I usually have to go in spurts for, like, maybe... You know, two hours, take a break, go do something else, and then I'll come back and kind of sit down and do that. But man, I I did I did four hours that first first day, mm-hmm. and then for like a week solid, I know every little bit of time. I think I forgot to do a lot of chores, and my wife was getting mad at me. So um, I think for a casual playthrough, we both ended up at about what twenty or thirty hours. I think that's about game, what it, it set like me that. at. It was about it was about twenty hour twenty twenty five hours something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it was it's just amazing to to watch how you progress in the game. Um, so like, can you remember? I know it's going to be hard to think about it because you know we're talking about like the first time you started, you found the game. Mm-hmm. What was your? What did you think the first time you like? You booted the game up and you dropped yourself into that world. So, I mean, the first thing is that it starts with this little crash sequence, okay, whatever. And then it just plunges you right into the water. And so the first thing you notice, of course, is it starts you in this safe shallow area. It's got this beautiful coral reef. There's lots of colorful fishes. Yeah, and you just... It's it's gorgeous. And so you start off and you break a few rocks and you make a little scanner device. And what really started drawing me in is when you start moving into the next area where you get to like the kelp forest and then down to like the grassy plains yeah. areas, they had a really great command of like depth and light. And what I mean by depth is like, as you go deeper into this ocean, Absolutely, abyss, yeah. the light starts to get dimmer. You start getting, you know, it, it becomes darker and more mysterious as you go. And then things get more dangerous as you go. 
And Absolutely. so there's this draw to explore, and they've really commanded this very kind of natural fear that I think most people have at least a touch of is this fear of going into deep water. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even in the deep end of like the pool, I remember uh, sitting there on um, on, the, on the diving board the first time when I was like a kid, and I'm looking at the deep pool, and you can see the bottom of the pool, and I'm just like, "There's gonna sharks gonna pop out of there out of nowhere <laughs> like that." And I'm going to get eaten. Yeah. And you just have that, it's it's the natural fear of something that it, that's ingrained in us, I guess, as human beings, because we can't breathe in it. Yeah. You can only stay in it for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And there are things that are, like, colossally bigger than us mm-hmm. that are in the water yes. that can eat us. Exactly. And so it's this tension between, like, the drive to explore and progress and then the fear of going deeper into the water. And that, I think, is what makes it so much fun. Because the whole point is you you have to get off this planet, and the only way to do that is to go deeper. So it's like, can you overcome your innate fear of going going deeper into the water, dealing with these monsters that are obviously trying to kill you (laughs) to get off this planet so you can get back to whatever... You know, you're, you're basically your, I guess, your colony ship, I guess you would call yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's, doesn't even work for like... The, the Altera Corporation is some yeah, kind it's of like, like a big corporation, yeah. yeah. They don't really ever go into it all that much, which is great. I like that because they leave, leave it vague. They don't want to mm-hmm. go to like... They don't say, you know, human human beings have expanded across the universe. They don't really go into that, which is great. They just kind of leave it as, you work for a corporation, mm-hmm. you're Joe Blow... Your spaceship has crashed. Yeah, and I'm like, that's great. That's a, it's it's loose enough. Clear you, motivation. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 loose enough, and you don't have to worry about it mugging it down with all this other background junk yeah. that, that that a lot of games I think get bogged down in. Um, but yeah, so like like you were saying, you start in that that shallows era, and like you were saying, there. Let's just talk about a little bit about the about the. The mechanics, like you were saying, mm-hmm. the, and, and, the, and the monsters and things like that. And so whenever you start in the shallows, you get the little manatee things that, like, <laughs> fart out, like, gas bubbles. They're you like to, radioactive manatees or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and so they, like, they They, they, they just, don't actually attack you. They just sit there and fart out their poison gas bubbles. And I think <laughs> I killed myself a couple times trying to fight them before I realized that they don't care about you at all. They don't care about you at all. <laughs> Nothing in the shallows will attack you. That's the best part about the shallows because you're just like it, it's you're essentially like a to describe it, I guess in a in a in a concise way. The the shallows are like welcome to preschool. Yeah. Everything has foam and rubber around it, and you cannot hurt yourself unless you stand under the water too long. Yeah, unless you drown or the exploding cave fish kill you or the. But I mean, that's like that's. Those are few and far between. You can, like, swim away from those. They won't chase after you. They won't. At all. And and the shallows are only, like, 30 feet deep. And so you can get from the bottom to the top in about five seconds. You shouldn't drown. I mean, it's a really safe place. I saw a guy do it. I was watching a guy on Twitch one day. And he he, he straight up drowned. He's like, oh, my God, how did I forget? And I'm just like, for real, dude? Like, your your thing will start blinking at you, and it's an audible noise to go up to the surface. Like, how did you forget? Like, how? But, yeah, but, like, as you progress, like you were saying, once you get into, like, the um, the, the tall, uh, what do you call it? The, the kelp forest. The kelp forest, is. that's what it was. And you get in there, and you get these, like, snaggle tooth. I almost call them, like, gar, almost, but they're called something else. They have a name. I don't know. Like, needle nose. 
I just call needle needle tooth <laughs> saber tooths or something like that. But yeah, anyways, they yeah. Have a name, but but anyways, yeah. But the only purpose for them is to get their freaking teeth. Yeah, I remember that. It's the first fish that's aggressive. It'll chase you. It'll bite you a couple times, and it mostly just kind of patrols around this kelp yeah. forest area. But this is what I think was so effective about it as a game is. The visibility in this kelp forest is very low because it's all yep. kelp, and you hear these things coming way yep. before you see them. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of those games, it's it's great to play with when you have headphones Definitely on. Definitely a good set of headphones or some place where you can turn the volume up because it's it really adds the ambiance. No, absolutely. That's what I said. There's few games where it's like you tell yourself, I'm going to put on a, head of, a set of headphones because I want to be immersed in this. Exactly. I think the only other game... I uh, I played was uh, that that was great that was that was great for was Hellblade. I don't know if you ever played that. I didn't play Hellblade. Yeah. It was about uh, a, a Scandinavian um, uh, female that was uh, kind of I guess you would say schizophrenic. Okay. And it was great. You'd have it was only it was great because you could hear these voices in the side of your headphones, oh, that cool. and they would do it like. They were great. They could do it from the back part of your headphones, and it was it was phenomenally made. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. So, but that's one of those things with like sound in this. You can hear these monsters coming, and it's and it's muffled enough that you're like, oh, I, I kind of can kind of hear them coming, well, or I, I hear mean, a big bellow whenever you get further down, and you're just like, and you're just like constantly rotating your yourself as fast as you can to try to see. <laughs> Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's the big ugly lava monster like dragon at? You know, am I gonna die? It's like, where's this thing at? But well, exactly, the first time you're gonna go into the the big ship and you hear the scream from that first reaper that shows up, and you're like, dear God, I'm just gonna go back to the shallows. Yeah, and I'm we're done. never coming. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> done. I just Check it out. yeah, I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> Screw this. I'll go back to the island. I'll build a hut. I'll live there and I'll die. We're just gonna build a base. We're gonna have a base building camp. <laughs> Which is great talking about that. So, like, did you know that they have like the? It's a free, a free flow um, uh, uh, mode in it, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah so you literally just—they're like, so we know you like to build stuff. Here's this mode, and I'm like, that's that's great. They don't push you at all. You don't have to get like go deeper if you don't want to. Yeah. You can literally spend. 50 hours building in the shallows. Yeah, and if you do the creative mode and go in the subreddit, you can see some gorgeous things people have done. I know. And I was just like, I'm looking at these things and I'm like, my my base is trash. Well, it's like, on survival (laughs) mode, it takes a long time to gather that stuff together. I know. And I was just like, like, how did you have time to do this? Like... (laughs) You, it's just like what is it the line from uh, a South Park it's like make love not Warcraft how yes. you kill which has no life that's what I feel like you know I hate to bat, you know, bash on some of these people it's just like and it's their love but it's just like you people don't have a life I, I but I, I love that you do this but I cannot pour that amount of time into this God thank God that they can though I'm glad they can because I, 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 I couldn't do it I enjoy watching you know watching what people come up with and create but Man, I'm just not that. I can't. I just don't have that drive on there. But um, so, kind of talking about. I know we, we talked about going deeper in 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 the game as you go uh, further down into the depths. So the great thing about that, if you play the story mode, it almost like it almost forces you to go deeper. It, it draws you in because like the the first part of the story is it uh, you're like going to visit other life pods, you know, ostensibly to try and rescue other people. Yeah, and it's it draws you in the first couple sections, and then you start finding out kind of the story of what happened on this planet and yep. 
what's going on here. It, yeah, it, it sucks you down deeper into the depths. And it's as weird, you go. like once you get to the. Um, at first, you think, "Oh, I'm on this." Uh, there's no land at all. Mm-hmm. And then you find out there's one little bit of land <laughs> in your ship, and that's it. And you go, I remember when you, I don't, if, this is a warning. If you guys have not played this at all. From this point on, there's going to be spoilers. There's going to be huge <laughs> amounts of spoilers. I mean, we've been going for about 15, 20 minutes now. Just just expect it now. Um, and that's three, two, one, spoiler territory now. So, but yeah, like, once you get in there and um, really find out that there is this giant, like, mountain, and you're just like, you're like, oh, a piece of land. I bet there's somebody here. You're expecting somebody mm-hmm. to be there. And once you kind of start to explore around there, you find that alien base, like the little doorway. You're just like... The first Agassi base, yeah. Yeah, Agassi. Is that what they're called? That was the ship before you that left all the other, like, you know... You know, uh, underwater stuff created. Okay, so like the guys with the, the guys who built the planters and the little bases in random locations. Okay, so that, what that was the, from a ship called? Do you remember Degassi. what the aliens are called? They just call them the precursors, I think. The precursors. Yeah, just your typical kind of. Because I'm, I'm curious. I'll be honest with you. Um, let me look real quick because I'm, I'm nosy. Um, uh, Is it a precursor or just alien or something? It was kind of generic, I think. Yeah, I don't know for a fact, but, you know, I remember... Because um, you do this first one, this first island they take you to is the floating island. Yeah, I remember that. What is... Yeah, they just call it alien. Alien thermal plant, primary containment, things like that. Yeah. They don't give you an actual name. But, but yeah, um, once you get into that and you start thinking, like, you, you, you find your first tablet and you're like, what the hell do I do with this? <laughs> and when you finally get to that island, you're just, it's like, oh... This is all alien tech. It's, this isn't like some like other people. Because at first, whenever I don't know, it's it's weird because you can either do go one of two ways. If you you can either go inside that little cave and find the portal where it kicks you to the other island. Yeah. And you find your uh, the Agassi, mm-hmm. the crew where they set up there, and you're just like you get like oh. I can go here and I can get all the all the uh, resources they left mm-hmm. here, and it, it's it's. Very helpful, actually. Or nice. you get your planters, you get your melons. There's all kinds of nice yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. And you can put it in your ship. That's a whole other. That's a rabbit hole right there. Yes. But then you can go and, or you can go towards the alien ship or the alien uh, first containment, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of learn a little more about the about the aliens there, which is great. So you kind of have to make a choice a little bit, mm-hmm. like which one do you want to go for first, because eventually you'll have to go and find another tablet to open up the alien a portion, that, that one. Well, and this is the interesting part of this choice you mentioned, is that at this point in the storyline, too, they've uh, you've been contacted by another ship called the Sunbeam that says it's going to come pick you up and rescue yep. you. And so, in your mind, you're thinking, okay, this is a small indie game. We're about three hours in now. It's just about done. This was a lot of yep. fun. Great. And this countdown is going to the time you get rescued, and then you start finding all these like you know alien things on the planet. And you're starting to think, oh, there's actually a lot more going on here. <laughs> yeah, really. And you're just like, this is going to be a lot shoved in to like you know three or four hours. You know, yeah. it's like I'm like, but this is great. I can do that. But then you get to that point where they're like, we're we're coming in. We're going to see you. And then all of a sudden, 
the thing that you that on the island, the it, it activates, it starts to move. It's and it ends up becoming a the alien base. Like literally, like picks itself up and turns into a giant gun and shoots. Yeah, down just, an <laughs> just a straight up artillery <laughs> station, and it shoots the ship out of the sky. And you're just like, what the hell? Like, like well, I guess that's why we crashed. <laughs> yeah, I, at least we know why we crashed now. And so it's it's great. Like like the pacing of this game is phenomenal. They don't give you everything at once, and they'll do it like little bits and pieces. Like mm-hmm. you figure out now, that's how we crashed. You know, obviously this this the, all this technology is still active, so maybe mm-hmm. I can use it. And exactly. it's, it's it's amazing how they they pace it in there, and it, it, it's it's one that's one of the best parts of this game. I think is the pacing. They don't shove everything all you once. It's like a like a fine wine. Well, exactly. It's, it's know, like a good it, exploration it game. They they give you enough tidbits to make you want to keep looking for yourself. Absolutely, but like so, I guess after you, we, we kind of like talked about that's this. So that's probably what that's the first the first, hours, first two or three hours of the game. It's not very much, and so yeah. like over time, as you go down, you kind of see, you know. The other crew had that had been here for the the Yossis, They had they had actually explored further down, I guess, mm-hmm. but they never get down the, as far as you do in the game. I think the Grand Reef is the deepest they got. Yeah, which was like what seven hundred meters or something, or something like that. It's about you, half as deep as you had because you get over. What's the what's the deepest part I of think the sixteen or seventeen hundred is the yeah. deepest bit. Because remember, you have to get because at first you get. Um, that's one of the great things about the, the game mechanics. So you, at first, you get the each little uh, uh, machine that you get. At first, it's just the little bitty... The sea glide. The sea glide. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> it, I can go kind of fast. And it's way faster than swimming, though. I'll give it that. It's a lot faster. <laughs> and, and then, you, you, I don't think you ever can upgrade that. But the next thing, that your first, like... It's like a little personal sub. It's it's, like it's a, personal sub is a sea moth. Exactly, I remember that yeah. one. And I remember loving that thing to death. Oh, it's the best. It's so cute, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna just, I'm putting around, la la la. Well, la. it's great because it has its own air source in it, so it's the first time you can actually like go deeper and not have yeah, to and, continuously and run up to the surface. You basically have an air air source point, kind yeah, of like a waypoint. You can just go back and forth, back and forth, and you can actually store some of the resources you get. As you go deeper, and it's it's the first time you kind of figure out, oh, I can have kind of a mini mobile base with me. Exactly, and this is one thing which is really a strength of this game in this studio is they actually have a pretty well developed like module system for these things. Like the Seamoth has a bunch of little upgrades you can get. In oh yeah, those. it's like a storage locker. You can get extra armor for it. You can get extra armor. You can do. I remember they got solar um, panels for it. You can get a little zappy shield for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, because they don't have claws. That's the. Um, What's what's the mech? I can't remember. Oh, I cannot remember. Oh, what's I cannot remember what's I'll have to look it up here real quick. But but yeah, but eventually that's what. Um, let me look it up real quick. But I know whenever uh, you eventually get all these little updates and things um, as you slowly uh, progress in the game, and you have to, you have to, you have to get these 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 basic machines. Uh, where are we at? Prawn. It's the prawn, yeah, the prawn suit. Because I remember it was always like sea. And it was something crustacean-y, and I kept one to say like a clownfish or something, which doesn't make any well, sense. Well, so that's the thing is like they always try to make it sea adjacent. Yeah. Like even with the um, with the biggest ship that you eventually get, which yeah. allows you, yeah, it's a cyclops because a cyclops in in Greek mythology over all these islands and there were sons of Neptune and all exactly. this stuff, which is kind of a cool concept. Mm-hmm. 
But eventually, when I guess whenever you finally get to that big, I remember the first time I built the Cyclops, I was like, I can go anywhere. Well, and then you find out, no, I can't. <laughs> well, and the thing of the Cyclops is like it's it's huge. Exactly. Like it's so big that you can fit other vehicles inside of it. And I've never seen that in a game like this before. Yeah. It's like it's a fully pilotable like base that you can drive Ex- around. Exactly. And you almost a little part of you almost forgets about your main <laughs> base whenever you whenever you first I uh, started there. That. I remember like whenever you first created like you hit the button and it starts building it and it's it's absolutely massive. Yeah. And then like, it drops in the water and it makes this giant wave that pushes everything out of the way. And then the game chimes in and says, you know, Welcome to your Cyclops. You know, this is normally piloted by a crew of three people, and you're like, oh gosh. <laughs> well, that's not daunting at all. That's well, ex- and you go inside, and there are actually three different stations to control the thing. I know. You have to run back and forth to try to control it. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing is, like, you just you think to yourself, you're like, how is anybody supposed to, like, it's, it's super overwhelming at first, mm-hmm. because it's it just like whenever you first get there, you're like, how am I supposed to get all this stuff myself? Mm-hmm. Or, but you're like, now you're like, how do I pilot this by myself? You're like, and you have to have everything set up exactly right. You know, it's like, whatever, um, like, do I, do I, I have to have somebody pilot this ship. I have to have somebody messing with, with the the engine. I have to have somebody messing with the weapon systems. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. And so like half the time (laughs) you're just like avoiding combat because it's a pain in the butt. To try to fight these guys and move at the same it, it time. It doesn't get you anything. Like, there's no, no, it doesn't. There's no reason to fight. It's just a loss for yourself. Exactly. That's kind of what I would thought. I was just like, all it does, especially whenever you get to some of the enormous monsters, and that's one of those things, like, you know, I'm talking about, like, the, you know what I'm talking about, the very edge of the map, mm-hmm. where it's just, the, they're not, are they Leviathans? I can't remember what they're called. Um, the big ones are Reapers. That's what it is. And the, the translucent ones are Ghost Leviathans. Or ghost yeah, and they just sit at the edge of the map to basically say, you're not allowed to go here. Well, and so that's actually one of my all-time favorite moments in the game, mm-hmm. is whenever you first, the first time you pilot a ship or anything into the Dunes area... The like, computer pops in and says, multiple Leviathan-class creatures detected nearby. Are you sure that what you're doing here is really worth it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very polite way of them saying, hey, go back. And the answer is, no, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, not at all. Because if you do succeed in killing one of these things, which I don't know how hard it was for you, but I remember I, I fought one of these things for almost like 15 minutes one time. I fought one of the ghost Leviathans with the prawn suit and the drill for a good half hour, and it, I don't think I ever actually killed it. I yeah, mean, it's... That's the thing is, like, I think I killed the it. The game, like, doesn't really give you weapons. You you can get, like, a fiery knife thing, yeah. and you can kill some of the smaller fish with it, but the, big, I think, the big I, monsters are never really realistic. See, like. I went back after... Um, no, it's okay. So, like, that's what I did after the fact. Like, after I had uh, beaten the game, I went back to my very last save point, because I saved right before mm-hmm. you take off in, yeah. the, in the big rocket. And I was like... I'm going to go see if I want to kill these things. And I loaded up on torpedoes like <laughs> nobody's business. I like I, I, I spent a good hour and a half just manufacturing torpedoes. <laughs> and then it just took me every 15 minutes to kill one. Excuse me. Oh, we'll cut that up too. Um, but it, t- it took me a good 15 minutes to like try to kill these kill one. And I think I did... Because I heard it scream and it like kind of ran away, mm-hmm. and then I think that's kind of I guess what you do. I think do. they do die, and they and this is one of the cool things about the game is they don't respawn. Oh wow, I didn't know that. In fact, actually, nothing respawns in the game except for the the smallest fish will gradually respawn. 
But like the rocks, the resources, the big monsters. So it's all finite. I didn't, they're, they're, I didn't know finite. that. They're finite. It's That's a, cool. It's a closed world. Like if there's, I think like seven or twelve reapers or something on the map, and if you kill them, they're gone. They will that's, not see, back. that's a great mechanic though, yeah. because but, in a lot of other games, things will eventually come back, and you can just farm areas yeah. over and over again. Which I guess now that you say that, that makes sense because I remember going back trying to get like certain minerals, uh, like the the rare ones, and they're just not there. And they're just not there, and you have to look further down for them. And that's the part of the thing is like nothing come, nothing respawns over time. You can't quit and reload. So it's like it's the map it's, is the map. It's it's very real world like. Exactly. Which is great. It's so it gives you that that finite amount of resources that you have to use in a particular way, but they have enough of it that you're like, eh, you mess up a few times here oh, yeah. and there. You can build a you're, massive base. There's plenty on the map. You just it just you can't just sit in one area and continuously farm yeah, the same. Because you will stuff. eventually just just burn burn the resources out. Because well, we all build our first base in the same shallows and then by the time you're a few hours in, you can't find limestone there anymore. It's yeah. just, you've just mined it all. It's gone. But yeah, after that, like, so you were talking about, like, as you get deeper and it kind of, like, opens up the story. Um, how do you feel about once you get kind of close to the end of that story? You know, like, once you get to the very bottom base, it basically, I call it lava world. That's what yeah. I call it. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. That's all it is. And so you get to that bottom base and I get, they, get, they get the big reveal Three, two, one. Big yeah. spoiler. Big, big spoiler. <laughs> you get there, and they have um, what is what's the creature called? I'm trying to remember what it's I think called. They call it the Sea Emperors. The Sea Emperor. One. Yeah, and you find she's not only sentient, but she's telepathic. Yes. And so you're like, like, what the heck? Like, there's an actual sentient being on this. Well, and it's a big reveal because you kind of they foreshadow a little bit because if you go to the. Uh... There's like an optional research base you can get into yep. in the orange tablet, I think. And they have like an egg of a sea emperor there, and you're like, oh, look at this, it's so cool. Yeah, you think you're you're thinking, oh, this is just the big apex predator yeah. of the thing, and you're but like, then you get there, and you're in this deep base of the deepest part of the world that you spend all this time getting to, and there's just a giant, you know, hatch, I guess. Yeah. And you jump into the hatch, and there's, for lack of a better term, like a glorified, humongous fish tank. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because it's, it's, yeah, it's a fish tank because it keeps her there. And I guess they had left her there. I don't know, because they never really explain what actually happens to the alien race, the precursors, do they? They don't. There was this, the bacteria in there, the, I think they call it the carovirus or something like yeah. the car. The Which car- is what you get. They're the carophage bacteria, something like that. That's what you get. And I think they explain that. This previous alien race was infected with it, and I guess they were space-worthy because they built all this stuff to contain the world. I mean, so they, I would assume so. They, like, quarantined this plant, and yeah. they said that the Sea Emperor apparently naturally makes some kind of enzyme that can fight the bacteria. Yeah. And they were trying to force it to breed for them because apparently the young ones do it better. I don't know. but yeah. That's kind of what I got out of, too. Like, I remember that part, but I just didn't know if they just left or if all they had all died. Or I got, the impression I got was that the ones that were already on the planet all died and mm-hmm. that some of them were out in space somewhere. Okay. Like, they, they quarantined the planet and anyone who was infected wasn't allowed to leave. So I think a lot of the people were implied just to have died there. Which is, that's, that's kind of a cool thing because... I was... And maybe I mean, maybe the Below Zero game will have more going on. That's kind of what I was wondering, too, if they were going to stretch that out a little bit or not. Because, honestly, if they wanted to, they could stretch this out into, like, another two games, probably, if they really wanted to. But, I know, like, so eventually you get down there, like you were saying, 
they you, you run into the sea emperor. She basically says, you know, they give you the rundown. They try mm-hmm. to force me to breed and all that stuff and make my hatch my uh, offspring. She goes, but I I didn't want to, or but now I want to. Yeah, it's that they wouldn't let them go. But if you'll let them leave, then I'll do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. And you're just like you kind of make it, basically have to make a deal with her, mm-hmm. and and you do. And a little part of you thinks like, is she gonna kill me after I do this? She's she's gigantic. I know. And so you can imagine this this it's it's this thing that's like what what would you call a great white whale? Probably like the like, size of a whale or more. Yeah, got to be bigger. It's just humongous. I mean, like you're the size of like the tip of her flipper. And she's... If that, yeah, <laughs> you're just like, uh, sure. You give her like the thumbs up, and you're just like, I'll I'll get that. I'll do you. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. Just get me off this planet. And so after I guess after you do that, um, you're able. She gives you. I guess you get access to all the. Um, is, is it the? She gives you the recipe for hatching enzymes. That's what it is, and then you're able to get off the planet because the the uh, turret systems or the artillery systems won't target your ship. They'll because, turn you off. They'll turn off if you're not infected anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so technically, you can build your ship before you even get there. Your spaceship. You can, yeah. You get the recipe for like the Neptune rocket before you even get there. Yeah, and and you can you can try and leave, but it won't let you. Like you can do everything, like have everything set up, ready to go, but it's just like. Due to the fact that you have, like, the, the virus still, it won't let you leave. And it's just like, well, screw you, computer. <laughs> I wanted to try. You would have been blasted out of the area, but, you know, it is what it is. So, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of the story in the nutshell. But, I, I mean, I thought, what did you think about it overall, like, the story? Overall, I enjoyed it immensely. I, I love those exploration-driven open-world games. Not the ones where it's just, like, a series of, like, little quests for no reason. Repetitive like, tasks, yeah. The repetitive kind of task thing now. Like, if I want to do that, I'll just play WoW. But I mean, absolutely, yeah. You know, it's if you just want to go out and just, you know, just do the same thing over but and these, over again. These big open-world exploration-driven things, this was the game of the year for me, personally. I enjoyed it immensely. Hey, that's kind of what I... I that's... think from the visuals, the sound, having a nice storyline to it, and doing this full underwater world is such a unique thing. I enjoyed it a lot. That's what I said. I was just like, I was so impressed by it overall that I actually have it saved on my Steam page. Because, <laughs> I'll be fair, I will, yeah, I will not play this on anything other than PC. Because I, I just don't think... I mean, other, other systems could probably handle it and make it look good and do it justice. But I, the way it plays on PC, it feels natural. And you can tell that they ported it over from PC onto these systems. I definitely already have it saved on my Steam page, so I, I that will, I will probably buy it the day that it comes out, or at least within the first couple months, depending on how busy I am, depending on everything that's going yeah. on. It's definitely going to be my Steam library. It's not going to sit there like some of these other games I've played. Like I think I'm, I've got games that I've bought like eight years ago. I haven't even touched. We've all got like a hundred Humble Bundle games that we picked up. Absolutely, never, never mess with. God bless you, Humble Bundle. If you ever want to sponsor us, we will. We will straight up take take your money. So, but, um, but yeah. So overall, you know, like you said, you 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 love the game. Um, I I I love the game. Which have you ever thought about going just going back and playing for fun? I did actually play it a second time. But you did? I did. See, I never did. As I saw, I kind of played the creative mode a little bit, but I never played the storyline. So, like, what was what was the difference between playing the first time and the second time? Um, I already knew where a lot more of the stuff was. Yeah. 
And so for me, going through it a second time was more about just giving myself more time to explore and look through these locations. And I definitely hung out more in the dangerous areas than I did before. <laughs> so instead of building a base in the safe shallows, I built a base like down in the floating islands area. Yeah. And I built another one down in the inactive lava zone. I mean, it's like you build... It was just a, a chance to kind of explore more of the game that I didn't do the first time and to yeah. use more of the gizmos and... Yeah, see, I only made. I didn't make a. I only made two bases. I made one in the shallows, and the next one I made was all the way down. What's it called? It's like the misty mushroom area. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the mushroom forest or something. I guess you call it mushroom. Yeah. We'll call it mushroom forest. But that's that's the second base I made. Yeah. And that's kind of was my my jumping off point from going there and down further. See, I didn't do that, but I haven't replayed really it yet, other than the creative portion. But I honestly. I think I could probably get back into it again. It's it's just I have to have the right mood for it, and I, I don't a, know. It is a fixed map, so it's not infinitely replayable. This isn't something you're going to play for decades or something. On exactly. End, if it was, if 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 but I think it's definitely good for a couple of a couple of playthroughs. Absolutely. So I guess um, I mean I guess somebody's played it a numerous amounts of times um, because I always like to throw these little things in there, like little tidbits. So you were talking to me about. Um, uh, uh, Salvar's speed speed run. Yeah, there's a guy called Salvner. He's Salver, the, yeah. currently has the world record for the any percent survival speed run for something. Which is insane. So actually, it's, it's like 35 minutes. I think now 36 minutes 51 <laughs> seconds. He posts a new one every couple weeks on his YouTube channel. And I'm sure. Sh- <laughs> so that's the most recent one uh, yeah. at the time that I made this document, which was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "You have got to be kidding me! Who who thinks that?" says, oh, I'm going to do this in 30, less than 40 minutes, essentially. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing that. It's absolutely insane, and I would definitely recommend anyone who's finished the game to watch his speedrun, because he has, for a speedrunner, he has a very engaging way of doing it, and he talks and explains as he goes every time, which is not a lot of speedrunners do, so... Yeah. It's definitely a pleasurable watch. Well, see, I like. I don't know how you are. I love watching speedrunners. Oh, they, I do too. They find all the cracks and the crevices, <laughs> and they just they just demolish games. And it makes you think, like, wow, I am super inadequate at what I do as for a <laughs> hobby. And these guys basically make it their like second job almost. Yeah, I've got a couple I like to follow. I follow Small Ant One. He's a Super mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey speedrunner. And uh, Linkus Seven, he does a lot of different Zelda games. Oh yeah, those two are both pretty cool. If you guys are ever interested in like uh, looking at uh, speedruns and things like that, there's a website called speedrunners.com. It has, I think, it has all the national boards and stuff mm-hmm. on it for all the uh, video games, and you can literally type in whatever video game you want and see if there's a speedrun <laughs> for it. And if there's not. Go for it yourself. That's what I say. Yeah. You know, just try something out. But um, you can so also I, check out uh, Games Done Quick has a YouTube channel. Ooh, GDQ is GDQ, so good. The summer GDQ just happened, so they just posted a bunch of new videos. Yep. If I'm you actually, just want to look at a game and not have to try and figure out who you should be watching, just pull up the GDQ page. GDQ is phenomenal. It's on charity too. So it's, that's why I said because I think I, th- I do. I give to them every time I can, every, every chance I can. So even if it's like five bucks, guys, go give to them. They're a phenomenal charity. I think they did. I don't know if they did Cancer Foundation last week, last time. I think it was Cancer this time. They no, no, it was Doctors Without Borders. That's oh, that's what it was. was. Yeah, it was Doctors Without Borders. But yeah, they are phenomenal. If you guys ever get bored, they have a. Um, they always have a, a, a weekly guest hosts on their Twist channel, and they also have, like I said, the, the summer events, and they've put out more, especially with all the, the Corona scare things got going on right now. They're doing a lot more online events. They're even more accessible than normal. Mm-hmm. So, but 
but yeah, so um, that's that's our Subnautica episode. Um, I, uh, thanks everybody for coming by. Uh, if you guys uh, enjoyed this uh, this episode and you like what we're doing here, um, you can always come over to us on YouTube at Seriously Pointless Conversations or any of your favorite podcasting websites or apps. We're under Seriously Pointless Conversations. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on social media with the same name, Seriously Pointless Conversations. Um, like I said, I uh, just want to thank you guys for coming by and uh, listening to us. James, for thanks for coming in, having a little fun with me. At, uh, it's been a blast. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you. And like I said, we're going to try and come back with another episode, hopefully next week or the week after sometime. I believe it'll be My Neighbor Chitoro. Don't hold me to that, but I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It's 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 up to what uh, Jackie's schedule is, and uh, if not, we can always plug something in. So if you guys have any suggestions about what you guys want us to uh, uh, talk about next time, just hit me up on our, on our webpage or uh, email or any social media. All right, guys. Thanks for coming in. Have a great one. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.